Hello, 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 and welcome to this, the bonus part of today's FYI. I hope you guys are enjoying our stroll around New Orleans. And my goal in this episode, by the end of these two episodes, the, the first one and obviously the bonus part, is to get you guys excited about New Orleans. Maybe you'll even book a trip. Who knows? But I can't wait to go back. Tengo muchísimas ganas de volver. And this morning I was talking to my wife about it. And I said, you know, as I prepared this episode, oh man, I was just itching to itch tener el mono. I was itching to go back to New Orleans. So hopefully we'll go back sooner than later. But at least in this episode, we're going to go there in our minds or in spirit, as we say. I think you say the same thing in Spanish. So speaking of Spanish, let's talk more about the Spanish connection here. We already said the architecture. We already said you can see it in the food. But there's something else that I didn't realize they do over there. There's this tradition that they have of eating a cake and this cake, it's like a round cake with a hole in the middle. And it's usually quite colorful. Now, this cake has a tiny baby figurine, which is hidden, hidden, escondido, o oculto, inside the cake. And this is an absolute must during Mardi Gras season. And now... When is this cake enjoyed? When is Mardi Gras season? Well, this is the 6th of January. Does that ring a bell, Spaniards? The 6th of January? King's Day? Día de los Reyes? The day that you guys celebrate the wise men? Es como se llaman en la Biblia. Well, in New Orleans, they eat a cake with a figure in the middle on the 6th of January. I don't know about you guys, but that's exactly what I do here in Madrid on January 6th, too. So, wow, that was mind-blowing because I, I, you know, I knew there were similarities, but I didn't know they celebrated Reyes. Just think of this, guys. Nobody, not nobody, but I guess maybe very re religious people. But what I'm getting at is it's not a major holiday in the United States, never mind doing the same exact traditions. So I wonder where that tradition came from. <coughs> Spain. <coughs> Spain. <coughs> oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> All right. Another thing that it has in common with Spain is it cemeteries. Now, I guess this is for many reasons. A, the Spanish rule, but also, you got to remember, it's sitting on a bog, some marshy land. A bog or marshy land is tierra poco estable, con mucho barro. Like, well, think about it, the muddy Mississippi River. I mean, you know, you can't have everything in life. <laughs> so their cemeteries are above ground. Sound familiar? Well, again, this is more like Spain than the United States, because in the rest of the United States, people are buried below ground. Uh, obviously, there are mausoleums and people get cremated, but in general, cemeteries have a gravestone and then they lower the casket, el ataúd, or the coffin, se puede decir, 
and they put it six feet under. Dos metros bajo tierra, as we say. So if you're six feet under, it means you're dead. So the cemeteries are above ground. Now, of course, people from the United States, they flock there. Van en masa. They're like, whoa, we got to check out these cemeteries. But Spanish people, <laughs> I'll never forget, we toured a few of the cemeteries while we were there. Yeah, you got to do the touristy thing. And I remember taking my wife and we were looking at Marie Laveau's grave. And we're going to talk about Marie Laveau because we couldn't talk about New Orleans without talking about its voodoo queen. But the interesting thing was my wife was like, yeah, what's the big deal? Because <laughs> la gran cosa aquí. Okay, these are, you know, above-ground graves. That's what we have in my town, too. Well, I'm like, babe, here, that's totally different. It's the opposite of what we normally do. So I was obviously, I, I liked it because I thought it was quite interesting. And another thing, going back to this whole view of death and their outlook, su perspectiva, en cuanto a la muerte, I don't see these people as people who mourn and cry over death. I see these people as uh, people who celebrate that not the death of someone, but the fact that they lived and the fact that uh, in some religions that they will live on at least their soul or their spirit. So they've got, uh, there's a very, a very big death connection over there, but it's not morbid. Uh, it reminds me of the Mexican, you know, dressing up as skeletons. You'll see a lot of these parallels. I mean, when we went to the cemetery, I remember seeing people there playing music, having a picnic, and I was like, what is going on here? And uh, I guess Nicolas Cage wants in on the action because he has a plot. A plot is a, a place in a cemetery. It's kind of weird because he has like this pyramid-looking grave. And, well, he's, he's not dead yet, at least at the time of the recording of this podcast, but he's ready to go. And he's sure that he wants his final resting place to be New Orleans. Maybe Keanu Reeves, too. Speaking of uh, celebrities who love New Orleans and can frequently be seen around New Orleans, there are always Keanu Reeves sightings. So te puedes estar tomando un café, you're having a coffee at the local store, and Keanu Reeves comes in and orders a cappuccino. It's business as usual. Well, I guess that happens. If you live there, you go out and about. But they say that he's such a cool guy and if you hang out in New Orleans long enough, you'll eventually end up bumping into Keanu Reeves. And you know what I have to say? Whoa. <laughs> that was the, that's like his most famous movie line. He says, whoa, in all of his movies. So no shortage of celebrities there. And the next person we're going to talk about, I, I brought her up already, but she is a celebrity in her own right. In fact, some people put her in the, the, the category of deity, no? uh, una diosa, and this is Marie Laveau. Now, Marie Laveau was a free woman. She was a woman of color no? in those Estados Unidos, and she was born in the French Quarter, the, the neighborhood we told you about before. And she assumed the leadership role of the voodoo movement in this city. Now, you're thinking, okay, what's the big deal? You know, it's, well, she basically single-handedly took voodoo 
and she became its number one spokesperson. Now, she also, what she tried to show people was voodoo isn't always or doesn't have to be this negative thing where you put a curse on someone. In fact, they say Marie Laveau was a churchgoer. She practiced Catholicism. But she, she had powers, they say. She helped cure people. She gave advice to other church officials. She was even connected with the Catholic Church there. So I guess she would be maybe what uh, Eva Perón was for Buenos Aires. Well, she would be for New Orleans. You can't talk about New Orleans without talking about her. And we could have a whole show just based on Marie Laveau and her very interesting life. Now, I don't have time to go through it all, but next time you go there, you can take a tour. As I said, we did that. And you can tour a lot of the voodoo shops. So obviously, you can go shopping and pick up some candles and other things, but you can also tour them because many of them are museums too. So you can't go to New Orleans without finding out a little bit about voodoo because it is interconnected with this city the same way Marie Laveau will always be. Are you afraid of ghosts? Because if you're afraid of ghosts, then New Orleans is not the place to go. Because it's a haunted city. Well, just think of all the things that have gone on there. I mean, even if you don't believe in ghosts... There have been battles, there have been, well, so many deaths due to storms, and as we said before, the pirates. So, as we say in English, if these walls could talk, or, bueno, en este caso como es una ciudad, if these streets could talk, ¿no? Lo que contarían estas calles si pudiesen hablar. You can take haunted tours. Or you can just visit some places that are generally known to be haunted. I highly recommend that you do one of the tours. Because the same thing, we did a food tour, we did a neighborhood tour, and I think there's just so much to discover that it's worth doing. And if you get a knowledgeable tour guide, oh, I remember... Just, you know, after the tour, I was just so excited about New Orleans and all the hauntings. And, well, some places that you can stop by is the Lalauri Mansion. The Lalauri Mansion. I'm trying to give it my best French, French pronunciation here. This is a place that is supposedly haunted, but like really haunted. But that's just one of the many places. There are mansions that are haunted. There are streets that are supposedly haunted. The hotel I stayed in, if you guys want to look it up, it's called Le Pavillon, okay? Le Pavillon Hotel. And it was a beautiful hotel. I got to say, the hotel has an amazing history, uh, chandeliers, beautiful, beautiful hotel, centrally located, but they even tell you on their website. They forewarn you. They preven, and they say, uh, by the way, our hotel is haunted, and they explain some of the different hauntings that they have. And of course, we thought, oh, this is a nice gimmick. It's a nice hotel. We got a good deal. Una buena oferta. It's got a rooftop pool. Tiene una piscina en la azotea. A gym. Sounds good to me. We can deal with the ghosts. No big deal. <laughs> I ain't afraid of no ghosts, como dicen los Ghostbusters. 
until I decided to go up to the gym and for a swim at the pool, and my wife stayed behind at our hotel room. And uh, she decided to take a bath, and she was in the bath, and when I came back, she said, what did you forget? And I said, what do you mean? And she said, well, what did you forget before when you came in the room? And I said, nothing. I didn't come in the room. I, I was at the gym, and then I went to the pool, and, and now I'm going to shower, and then we'll, we'll go sightseeing. Vamos y hacemos turismo. And she goes, wait, you weren't in the room talking to me? I'm like, no, I was not. <laughs> my wife, my, right now, my hair is standing on end. I have goosebumps just thinking about it. And again, my wife is not the kind of person to make things up. No es ese tipo de persona que invente las cosas. So if you want an experience, which, as I said, uh, <laughs> this wasn't part of any ghost tour. This was just us hanging out at our hotel the hotel is called Le Pavillon, but enter at your own risk. <laughs> and if I remember correctly, these tours were not too expensive. You know, they were worth what you paid for. And again, if, if you're ever not sure, you know that TripAdvisor, Google, these are places where people leave reviews. So that's an important thing too. Check out the reviews before you book any tour. Some of the ones I remember, uh, the one we took was called the Haunted History Tours, and that was really cool. There's also the Witch's Brew Tours, which is more based on witchcraft and that kind of thing. And then the Bloody Mary's Tours, which uh, I didn't take that one. As I said, I didn't have time for all the tours because I had to make it to the Oyster Happy Hour. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and if you ever want to know where that is, let me know. And I will give you any of the locations of these places. I also remember we were talking, speaking of oysters, it's a very popular dish there. Oysters, ostras. Man, I remember our first meal there. We had just gotten there. And my wife and I said, let's go right into the heart of it. And we'll sit right here in the French Quarter. So we sat outside. We got a table. And we ordered some brews. Remember the word brew? means beer. And we ordered some brews and they were delicious. And I remember the dish being delicious too. And it was oysters that had been deep fried, refritos, and then they were wrapped in bacon with like a burblank butter sauce. And I said to my wife, I go, are you kidding me? This is delicious. And she said, Alberto, if you put bacon and butter on anything, It'll be delicious. But needless to say, I had raw oysters, los crudos, and they were just as good. The good thing is the stock moves over there. Como se consumen tanto. So many oysters are consumed on a daily basis. They're just moving that stock right along. So let's look at New Orleans in pop culture. Now, New Orleans uh, definitely has been in many, many movies, films, the, the classic one I think about is A Streetcar Named Desire by Tennessee Williams, which is a play and also a movie which deals with the famous streetcars, which I highly recommend. You can't go to New Orleans 
and not ride a streetcar. I mean, you gotta do it. Even if it's just to go back and forth, if you have no specific destination, which is what we did, we just decided to ride it around. It was a great way to tour the city and since those streetcars are so old and classic looking, it really was an interesting, affordable way to see the city. So I highly recommend that A, you read the play or see the movie, A Streetcar Named Desire, and then you go down there and you ride one of those streetcars. More examples from pop culture, the Buckner Mansion. Now, the Buckner, now, as you can hear, there are a lot of mansions there. And I didn't tell you guys about that. There's an area that's called the Garden District, which is just mansion after mansion after mansion. I highly recommend you go to the Garden District because it's very different than the French Quarter. So the Buckner Mansion was one that was featured. Uh, it was featured in American Horror Story Coven. I know you guys are familiar with these series that have come out now, American Horror Story. Well, this was featured as Mrs. Robichaud's Academy for exceptional young ladies. So a lot of movies are filmed there, inspired by there, in this case, a series. Another series which is very popular, Treme. Treme, which is another series, which I think it came out a few years ago, but it really popularized the neighborhood of Treme, which is in New Orleans. I've never seen the series, but they say it's pretty awesome, and I guess it'll give you a little taste of what life is like in this neighborhood. Does Interview with a Vampire ring a bell? I'm sure it does. It was a, a novel, also a movie with Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. Well, the woman who penned Interview with a Vampire, also the book The Queen of the Damned, author Anne Rice was born in New Orleans. One of my uncle's favorite spots to visit was where Lee Harvey Oswald attended school. Lee Harvey Oswald is another famous person who lived in New Orleans. If you don't know Lee Harvey Oswald, supposedly the guy who shot Kennedy. And since my uncle, you know, he loves, he's a history buff. Es un amante de la historia. Well, he made sure that he took us. He goes, this right here was Lee Harvey Oswald's school. And for a moment, I was like, that's actually kind of cool, man. <laughs> so a little bit of a darker history. And if you're noticing that, you know, New Orleans has like a darker history. It's not like Disney World. It's got a totally different vibe. Oh, and speaking of history, another place that my uncle, uh, we, we visited together, in fact, was the World War II Museum. There's a World War II Museum, so those of you who love learning about history and wars, you've got to stop by that museum. It is very extensive. The collection is awesome. The, the World War II Museum. And how could we forget about jazz icon Louis Armstrong, Luis Brazo Fuerte. Yeah, he is a staple in New Orleans. He was born there, and this city continues to honor this amazing musician. I see trees green, red roses too. Uh, 
I watch them bloom. What a voice. I can't, you can't imitate that voice. It is just unique. That raspy voice that you could recognize anywhere. Louis Armstrong. But remember, he wasn't just a singer. He was a trumpet player and a band leader and just a staple, I would say, not just in the world of jazz, but in the music world. And there are two statues in the city that honor jazz great Louis Armstrong. Oh, and the airport is named Louis Armstrong Airport, which I thought was kind of cool. And we're going to wrap up today's show talking about storms. And this is a perfect example of a city that knows how to bounce back, a city that knows how to rise from the ashes like the phoenix and to continue to reinvent itself without losing those traditions that make it what it is today. And believe me, Mother Nature has tried. If you guys remember, the city was battered by Hurricane Katrina. Battered is golpeado por Hurricane Katrina. And it caused over 1,800 deaths. A hundred and twenty-five billion dollars, a billion mil millones in damage. It was in late August in 2005. And I'm sure all of you have seen images of that. And what happened was they had these levees, uh, diques or presas, that hold the water back. But what happens when the levees break? Well, the water doesn't get held back and everything gets flooded, inundado. And if you saw these images, this was just devastating to see it. And when I went there, okay, so this happened in 2005. I went there in 2000, I believe it was 2010 or 12. I can't remember now. I went there years later and they were still recovering from Hurricane Katrina. You could still see some of the damage almost a decade later, but it didn't stop this city. People still keep coming to this city. In fact, recently they had Ida, Hurricane Ida, which believe it or not, this is ironic, but it happened around the same exact date as Hurricane Katrina. Now, the good thing is they were ready for this one. They batten down the hatches, and to batten down the hatches is preparar para la tormenta. This is a city that has weathered many storms, and to weather a storm, siempre lo digo mal, capear o capar, capar la tormenta, el temporal, oh man, I'm never going to learn that expression in Spanish. Well, in English, it's to weather the storm. So whether you're, <laughs> see what I did there, weather, independientemente, New Orleans is a resilient city. As I said before, they will always bounce back, no matter how hard they get hit by storms, by recessions, by global economies collapsing, New Orleans will continue to shine as one of the most unique places I have ever been to, without a doubt. I'll definitely go on record as saying, and sorry New York, this is definitely one of the most unique cities in the United States, if not in the world. And I can't wait to go back and let the good times roll in New Orleans. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of FYI.